the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This, of course, is the Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And, Lundy, we like to feature quirky holidays uh, because there seems to be at least a handful of them on the calendar every single day in this country. And today... I felt this was an appropriate one. It is National Take a Hike Day. And, you know, in the sense of what it's supposed to be is you actually go out and physically hike outside in the mountains. We live here in beautiful Colorado. We have a lot of trails that we can take advantage of. But here is my recommendation. The entire Bears coaching staff should observe this holiday and hike their way out of Chicago. I mean, last night was so depressing I was shouting expletives on Twitter, as you know, a half a bottle of red wine in, and I just was dumbfounded. I was dismayed. I could not believe what my eyes were seeing on the screen, the lack of creativity of the offense, the number of sacks that I that were uncountable, Nick Foles holding on the ball too long. I mean, they had, what, five net yards or something like that in the third quarter? It's just an absolute abomination, complete embarrassment, and Nagy, Ryan Pace, Bill Lazor, who had all the play calling last night, they can't get out of town soon enough. Take a hike! Your team sucks, dude. Oh, they're so bad. They are are really, really, really bad, and I know that, uh, you know, you were were hopeful, maybe a little wishful thinking, maybe your uh, Illinois uh, uh, blood showing a bit yesterday when you said that you thought the Bears could win it outright, Uh, but uh, no, not with that coaching staff, not with Nick Foles, not, uh, yeah, they're in trouble, and the man that I feel sorry for, Brad, is not you. It's Allen Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> I have free Allen Robinson. Send him somewhere where he has a competent quarterback. Remember in college, he was gifted Matt McGloin and Christian Hackenberg. Yeah, this guy is in uh, – if, if I'm the Bears, which means this won't happen because they don't do anything logically. No. Um, I saw somebody on Twitter last night that said, um, you know, just let Ryan Pace reach into a hat and pick a and pick a name as a quarterback. And all I kept thinking was, you mean he hasn't been? Uh, <laughs> if I'm the Bears, I take Allen Robinson, I trade him, I get another draft pick, and I just figure out something that I can do to somehow press the reset button on the old Nintendo. Blow it all up. Blow it all up. Yeah, blow with a cartridge if you want to go old school Nintendo on it and then put it back in and then restart it. But this franchise needs to be dismantled from top to bottom. Silver lining, the Bears are off this week, so I don't have to wager on any of their god-awful props or lines or totals. But look, if you want to get on some of the other NFL action that's going to go on here in week number 11, do so right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you haven't signed up for their app or an account there, Go right now to the App Store, download it, get that account set up because you don't want to miss this offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users a chance to earn a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 when signing up with promo code FTN. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet. From live betting to betting on your favorite players, they do it all. Again, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code FTN. FTN when you sign up to get up to $1,000. That's code FTN to get a bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time 
only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania residents only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. With that, let's get to Tuesday's Fade 5. Number five. All right, let's look ahead to the Week 11 slate of the NFL. Let's go ahead and start off with a matchup, and it's a double-digit line here. That's Pittsburgh and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, your boy, rootin' tootin' shootin' Jake Luton under center, the former Oregon State Beaver. I'm taking the Jags at plus 10.5 with a minus 110 juice. It's too many points. And obviously there is some bias here because of the impeccable record of the Pittsburgh Steelers unblemished on the season. They're also sensational in terms of covering the spread. 7-2 ATS on the year. Jacksonville 4-5 and five ATS. Uh, Pittsburgh has covered six of the last nine games in this series. But you can throw on them. And Luton has impressed me when he's had time. Now, I do worry about the pressure percentage because Pittsburgh is number one in that category. They bring the house early and often. But the Steelers... Steelers have allowed the fourth most air yards this season. They throw in the ground balance provided by the rookie from Illinois State and James Robinson. And I think the Jags, similar what they did last week and blustery Green Bay as a double-digit underdog, they're going to hang and they're going to score the cover. I think the Steelers win this one by single digits. So give me Jacksonville early on here at plus 10.5. Hate or follow. You know how I am about my Oregon State guys, Brad, but I got to fade you on this one. I think Pittsburgh takes care of business in this game. I think that they get pressure on Luton. Um, I think that this is the sort of game where, you know, yeah, he's been putting up some numbers. It's been nice. Jacksonville, you know, able to, to hang in some of the games with what he's been doing. But I think this is one where Pittsburgh just smacks him upside the head. I don't know why. I just think this is a TYG special for me. Trust your gut. Um, but I don't think Jacksonville can hang with Pittsburgh and that kind of pressure. I think they can force Luton into making some mistakes and if that happens you know throw a pick six in there maybe i think pittsburgh winds up covering so i'm gonna fade you to kick things off on a tuesday oh get frisky jaguars number four all right let's move on to the suddenly resurgent uh, new england patriots laying two and a half against the houston texans down there in h-town and you know what i really like uh the visiting team here and the pats uh, the pats are four and five ats on the season in Houston, an absolute punchline. Two and seven against the spread so far this year. Houston has all kinds of inefficiencies defensively, uh, whether via the air, giving up 7.8 pass yards per attempt, and 18 to two touchdown and interception split to the quarterback position and 154.3 rush yards per game to running backs and when you have that dual threat uh, you know on the field of Cam Newton uh, to go along with Damian Harris has been running strong with a three plus yak per attempt so far on the season I think they are going to run down the Texans throat until they submit so give me New England I think they're going to you know, win this thing going away I wouldn't be surprised it's by seven Plus, uh, with the defense starting to tighten the screws a little bit, coming off the high of that uh, rain-soaked contest against the Baltimore Ravens under the primetime lights last Sunday. So, again, give me the fighting Bill Belichick's minus two and a half against Houston. Fade or follow. 
rain-soaked. Dude, I have jumped in Olympic-sized pools <laughs> that had less water than what we were seeing in that game on Sunday night. Holy crap, that yeah. weather was awful. Um, yes, I'm going to follow you on this one. And in fact, this is one that I want to jump on early in the week because it would not surprise me to see that line move um, and to start to see the Pats get up to maybe three and a half. Um, it, I just I don't think that this line can hold. I, I think people are going to be able to see what the Patriots are doing defensively. And to your point, they will absolutely run the ball all over Houston. Um, they will they'll they'll eat up the clock. I mean, this is this is a game that to me just screams Bill Belichick's game plan, and he's going to be able to take care of Houston, as you said, horrible against the spread so far this year at a two and seven mark. This game has Pats written all over it. I'm jumping on it early before it can change. I'm going to follow. Fade the ever living daylights out of Houston. Number three. All right, it's time for the MonkeyKnifeFight.com Monkey Knife Fight Player Prop of the Day. Of course, presented by MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Go there right now. It's a DFS game like any other. It's just more or less over or under you against the house, not against lineup accumulators. And you can parlay the player props and packs of two all the way up to six. The more you hit on the over or under, the more cash you stuff into your pockets. And if you use that promo code F-T-N. Again, promo code F-T-N. You get a free $5 game on the house as a new user. Go to monkeynightfight.com right now. And again, use that promo code F-T-N. And let's focus on Thursday night football because, oh boy, we got a dandy. A rematch of Arizona and Seattle. A game that was, what, 37-34 to and the first tilt back in week seven in the desert. Now we're going to go up there to the great northwest. The Seattle is going to run it back. DeAndre Hopkins, the miracle in the desert hero. Last week catching that Hail Mary at the buzzer. Uh, The line here, 89.5 receiving yards. You know where I'm going. Over. Seattle is on historic pace for pass yards allowed this season. Uh, The previous high was just over 4,700 by the 2011 Green Bay Packers, and they're on pace to best that by 856 yards, Lundy. 12 wide receivers have gone over uh, this proposed 89.5 yards total, including D-Hop back in Week 7, in which he had 12 targets, 10 receptions, 103 yards, and a touchdown. It doesn't matter if Shaq Griffin is back in coverage. Uh, you know, they've had a lot of injuries in the secondary. Griffin on the season giving up a 115.4 pass rating, with D-Hop luring 29.1% of the target share. And the fact that he's gone over this number consistently, he's got to hit the century mark again. I mean, Seattle is just that inept in terms of pass defense. So fade or follow what I feel is a very low line for DeAndre Hopkins at 89.5 receiving yards on the over. This is a this is a stupid low line. Are you kidding me? He's going yeah. for a buck five, maybe a buck ten easy against this absolutely horrendous Seattle defense. I mean, look, early on in the season, uh, Russell Wilson's um, just unbelievable abilities were basically were masking all of the problems that that defense has. The problem is, as we saw this past weekend, is if Russell is off, even slightly, if the defense can get to him, if he doesn't have the best of games, um, that defense gets quickly exposed because now Russell and that offense are not there to be able to keep up in the game and keep them there and keep the defense from being exposed. So to me, this is one where DeAndre Hopkins is going to go ham. This is triple digits for him. I think he finds the end zone again. This, to me, is an easy one to grab early in the week. 
Smash the over at monkeyknifefight.com. Number two. All right, let's uh, stick around here uh, and talk a little bit more NFL. Let's talk Tennessee and Baltimore. Again, the team that was on the losing side in the flood of Gilgamesh uh, at Foxborough. Uh, at Gillette Stadium last Sunday night. They were rounding up animals two by two. It was absolutely ridiculous. So the Ravens are going to try to bounce back and get a W against the Tennessee Titans, but I don't think they're going to score with a cover. They may win this game, but I'm going to take Tennessee plus the six and a half. Uh, there really aren't any strong trends here, ATS for either one of these teams. Uh, but you look at the Tennessee Titans, 7.1 YPA allowed this season. They've given up a lot of pass yards per game and 4.41 yards per carry. Uh, to running backs this season. So this game could be a shootout affair, but I think the advantage is going to side with Derrick Henry. You saw it with Damian Harris in that New England battle on Sunday night, getting appreciable yards on early downs, sprinting to the sticks often, you know, just plowing through would-be tacklers. That is a weakness of this Ravens defense is the fact that you can run on them. Hard to pass on Jimmy Smith, the company, giving up just a 6.4 YPA. So I don't think it's going to be more of the arm of Ryan Tannehill. It's going to be more of the legs of the uh, football Frankenstein and Derrick Henry. And that heavy ground game. Uh, I think is going to ultimately keep this one tight in the end. Baltimore takes it by three, and I kind of like the over just slightly here, Lundy, at 49, just be due to the abnormalities and inefficiencies of this Tennessee Titans defense as a whole. So uh, for the sakes of this game, give me the Titans plus the six and a half. Fade or follow. This is a tough one for me, Brad, because this feels like a touchdown game to me. I know you said a field goal. I, this feels like a seven-point game to me, and therefore that six-and-a-half, I'm worried that that hook's going to play in. I'll follow you just because I agree that I think Derrick Henry can do to the Ravens exactly what Damian Harris was doing uh, in the flood um, uh, on Sunday <laughs> night. So I, I agree. I, I, I like this one. I think that Tennessee can keep it close. To me, though, I am a little bit concerned about that hook coming into play, but let's roll the dice here early in the week, and I'll follow. Uh, the Titans will and shall prevail. Number one. All right, let's get some action in here. Uh, it was a brutal loss the last time we had a Mac pick. Of course, that was a Toledo game, and they gave up, uh, what, 10 points, 14 points, something like that, in the last two minutes uh, and blew it against Western Michigan. So we're not going to pick one of those two teams because uh, they are not in action tonight. But we've got the Buffalo Bulls going up against Bowling Green. Bowling Green might be one of the worst teams in Division One college football. The Bulls have been rolling the first couple of games putting up 49 points and 42 points. Uh, and, look, the bottom line here is can Bowling Green score? And I think they're going to score enough to push the over. That's my selection here at 58. And, shockingly, you know, the public not really siding heavily on the over in this one. 54% of the current public tickets on the over. 70%, however, on the Bulls laying the 31. And you look at Bowling Green, they have uh, a, just an embarrassment at quarterback, uh, it is Boston College transfer Matt McDonald. He is 14 of 50, Lundy. 14 of 50 this season in terms of attempts and completions. Uh, just unreal. Was he blindfolded out there? Uh, is it Nick Foles? You know, right at the controls, pretty much, uh, for this Bowling Green offense. But Buffalo has an enormous advantage up front, featuring what is quite possibly the most dominant line in the conference. So. Uh, I do like the over, again, at, at 58, provided that Bowling Green can score some points in garbage time. I think Buffalo's going to get over 40. And for some sick-demented reason, 
because 70% of the public spread tickets, again, are on the Bulls minus 31. I think Bowling Green scores the backdoor cover for a little bonus time action at plus 31. Fade or follow my over 58 and some action tonight. I'll tell you what, I'm actually going to fade you because I don't even know if Bowling Green's going to score, dude. This team is so awful. They're they bad. They are bad. They're I really mean, this bad. is going to be back-to-back nights of watching crappy football after your <laughs> Bears last night. Bowling Green sucks right now. They might be the worst team that has been placed uh, on television for us in college football. And so because of that, I'm actually going to fade you. I am going to take the under on the overall points because I'm not sure Bowling Green does more than maybe a field goal. Um, and if that's the case, I think Buffalo just takes the foot off the throttle. This is one of those games that, you know, finishes at like, you know, 49 to three, something like that, and sneaks in underneath that 58 uh, on the over under. But Brad, how about the fact that both games tonight, because uh, there was one canceled, the game between Miami of Ohio and Ohio was canceled. How about uh, both games with enormous point spreads kent state is favored by 26 and a half and buffalo is at 31 and a half so there's going to be some blowout football tonight in the maction yeah no doubt maybe a little teaser a little two-legger you could go with there and parlaying those together and maybe taking the underdogs and just adding another six and a half seven points you might need it in the end but i got a buffalo stance here again i think the over is going to hit but i think uh bowling green's got to get just enough points to backdoor that plus 31. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And check out FTNFantasy.com, FTNDaily.com, and FTNBets.com for all of your sports betting and fantasy sports content needs. Use that promo code Evans, E-V-A-N-S, to score 10% off your subscription today. And until next time, as always, Fade or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.